Shall we begin? Let's begin now. Welcome to WriteCast, a casual conversation for serious writers, a monthly podcast by the Walden University Writing Center. I'm Claire Helikoski. And I'm Casey Walls. You're ultimately forming a new thing that is yours alone. Hi, everyone. This month, Casey and I are going to talk a bit about the concept of synthesis. What is it and how do you achieve synthesis in your writing? Right. And before we get into that, let's touch for a moment on paraphrasing as that's a building block to synthesis. So paraphrasing is when you read something from a source and then you rewrite it in your own words and your own sentence structure. And of course, you're still going to add that citation even though you've put it into your own words and sentence structure. Right. And we won't dig too much into paraphrasing nuances because that might be kind of tricky in this audio format for our listeners since it involves reviewing those sections of text or even a whole study and then rephrasing those into your own words and adding that citation. We have lots of great interactive resources on paraphrasing and we will link to those at the end of this episode. So now, after that very brief talk about paraphrasing, let's jump into synthesis. Synthesis is when you take the ideas from multiple sources, so you use the paraphrasing you've created from more than one source, and you place them into conversation with each other. This can look different depending on how you are using the information, but it should involve at least a sentence or probably a couple of sentences, um, sometimes even whole paragraphs, where you're comparing, contrasting, adding to, or refuting ideas between sources. And that sounds really complicated from the outside, but I bet that it is something that you are mentally doing already, right? So you're doing the brain work (laughs) and you might be wondering, well, how do I know what pieces of evidence to compare or use for synthesis? And the answer is one of those frustrating non-answers where I tell you (laughs) that it depends. It depends on your thesis. It depends what you've read or been assigned to read. It depends on the type of assignment. Lots of factors here. But there are some ways you can keep up and prepare for synthesis in your writing. And the first big one is to take notes as you read. So you can highlight themes and ideas that are similar or familiar, make notes that connect and question and remind you of something that you read recently or in a past course or on your own, pull quotes, page numbers, or anything else that seems relevant into a separate document so that you can visually look over ideas and see themes and connections more easily. And we actually have a resource that will help you do exactly that. And if you're not familiar with our literature review matrix, you can listen to episode 38, the literature review matrix, what it is, how to use it, and how to make it work for you. The literature review matrix is a really great tool that you can use at any stage in your program. And really, the earlier you start, the better. And we talked about this in our last episode because it's such a great resource and it was about how to start writing rather than synthesis, but really taking notes as you read has so many uses, right? And the literature review matrix can be used in so many different ways because it's a very, very flexible, customizable tool. So 
once you've organized your information or put it aside, then you're prepared to start synthesizing because you understand how the different pieces of evidence touch on similar topics and how they are similar or different. That's how you can then use that information to forward your argument and provide the reader information. For example, if I have some evidence that had opposing findings, I might say that's a good reason to fill in this research gap and continue more research because clearly both of these high quality studies had findings that are, are you know, kind of opposites. And that means that there was a flaw somewhere, right? Because both things can't be true. <laughs> so if most research has findings that agree, then I can put that together and strengthen my claim. So I can say, you know, this is a fact moving on, <laughs> you know, so to kind of group those findings together. And you can even cite multiple sources in the same sentence when you're using synthesis if they had the same finding. So you're kind of paraphrasing multiple sources findings at once when they align. Yeah. And what Claire was talking about in terms of using research and, and how multiple agreements really helps to strengthen an idea that you have. That's another really key part of synthesis is that you are making some kind of claim or point that is yours alone. So you're using the information from multiple sources, but by comparing, contrasting, or building upon them, you're ultimately forming a new thing that is yours alone. And since it is unique, you'll need to make sure you're using clear connection words like however, alternatively, comparatively to make a contrast, additionally in agreement and for when two sources <laughs> agree, consequently as a result for when one thing leads to another, et cetera, et cetera. We've got pages dedicated to these words on our website because these are obviously not your only choices, but these words can be extremely helpful for building synthesis. Yes, having those words in your pocket is so, so helpful. Uh, we talk about it in our synthesis and thesis development webinar. We also talk about them in our engaging sentence structure webinar, which is one of our like hidden webinars. It's in the grammar uh, <laughs> category. And it's one of my favorite webinars because it really gets into this kind of, you know, kind of higher level, more nuanced thinking about the way that you phrase things, what it implies, and how to engage your reader with the sentence structure you're using. And synthesis is really engaging. It's interesting. People who are nerdy about whatever topic you're reading <laughs> are going to be really excited. And Casey and I worked on an article that was published in this past year. And, you know, I really enjoyed the research aspect of it. And when I was researching, seeing the synthesis in what we were reading and then being able to go and find the sources that the person was citing that talked about the topics that I was interested in so that I could learn more. So it's a really valuable addition to your field of research when you use synthesis effectively too. And again, I know this is on audio, but some of the resources that we'll link to have really nice visuals of this type of phrasing, especially that webinar I mentioned. There's like a cool chart of sort of the different types of words that Casey went over, and we have a great web page on it too. Another note that I want to provide on synthesis is that we've talked about local synthesis or synthesis in bringing sources together. But most of you are probably more familiar with the idea of synthesis as a term of meshing information or ideas that fit together in a larger picture. So we'll talk for a moment about what we'll call here global synthesis. In addition to making sure your evidence all fits together effectively for the reader and they can understand its relationship to each other, 
You also want to be sure the ideas in your draft all connect to your thesis and each other so it makes a cohesive whole. Absolutely. All of your synthesis should really be working to support that thesis statement. Right. And we love metaphors here at the Writing Center. And one of my favorites for synthesis or your role as a writer in creating synthesis is the idea that you are a lawyer and you're presenting a case before a jury. So whether you're on the prosecution side or the defense, you're going to have the same general story and the same facts to work with, but you're trying to convince your audience of very different points. And while you won't always be oppositional the way you would in an actual courtroom, as a presenting attorney, it is your job to connect all the pieces of evidence into a cohesive narrative that's going to make sense for the jury, in this case, your reader. And you definitely don't want them connecting the dots on their own. They might have thoughts of their own about the issue at hand, but they should not have any questions about your position and the points you want them to understand. I think that's a really important clarification, Casey, right? You definitely want the reader to not walk away with a bunch of questions. They should have thoughts. They could take notes, but they shouldn't be wondering, wait, what were they saying? Or, uh, or wait, how does that fit together with their thesis? Another metaphor that I've always liked is a recipe, right? So your evidence and your points in your work are like the ingredients in a recipe and they should all go together. They should, you know, even though they're, they're different things, when they're all mixed together, they should, you know, taste good, be savory or sweet or whatever you were going for. And if you add in something that doesn't belong, it can throw the whole thing off for your reader, listener, and or taster in this metaphor. <laughs> so you want to make sure that everything is kind of meshing together. So you take the idea of synthesis, those pieces of evidence meshing together, and you put it into more of a global kind of overview as you're doing maybe a longer form revision to make sure that all your points and ideas overall are meshing together as well. Yeah, and I really like that metaphor too. I like the fact that we chose these two different metaphors. I think maybe our listeners can figure out which one of us can actually cook. Um, <laughs> but I, what I love about that metaphor is that really... I, I think about like baking a cake and, you know, you're putting in all these different ingredients and you put your eggs, your sugar, your butter together. I don't really know what goes into a cake, but like they're different ingredients, right? You put them in the oven and if you've done everything correctly, you should not take eggs and sugar and butter and milk out of the oven, right? It should be this brand new thing. And that's what we want you to try to do with your synthesis. Right. Exactly. That's a good sub explanation of that metaphor that is good too, right? You don't want to taste the individual ingredients because they're synthesized into something new. So remember, synthesis is something that you can accomplish with note-taking, effective paraphrasing, using clear connective language, and strong lawyer or cooking skills. <laughs> so. so check out some of the other resources we have in our show notes. And until next time, Keep writing. Keep inspiring. WriteCast is a monthly podcast produced by the Walden University Writing Center. Visit our online writing center at academicguides.waldenu.edu slash writing center. Find more WriteCast episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast app. We would love to hear from you. Connect with us on our blog and at writing support at waldenu.edu. Thanks for listening.